The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphing time. Lisa! Hello, listeners with attitude. I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And we're continuing our journey through the Power Rangers franchise. And today we're ranking the Neo Saban and Beyond era of Power Rangers. So, Michael, how much of a fight do you think we're going to have with this one? <laughs> uh, it just really depends. I, I think we're going to I think we're probably going to fight over those. Uh, well, you know, I, I want to save it. I want to save it. I want to save it because I don't want to I don't I don't want to give away too much right. I, before before we're able to get, actually get into yeah. it. But yeah, I but, do want yeah. I do. I do want to mention that it feels weird to it feels weird for this to be our final era ranking won't be our final ranking overall, but it feels weird that we're now past the Neo Saban and beyond era. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm just going to say this right now. This is kind of, I, w- I was going to ask you for some kind of overall thoughts on this era, since in the postmortem, we're going to talk about the entire franchise, but how have you felt about this particular era of power Rangers? You know, we talked about how, the original Saban era was kind of peak Power Rangers, really, in a lot of ways. The Disney era had lots of peaks and valleys, but still some really good stuff. How would you characterize this? One? I to use the analogy, I think you used this before in a past episode, but the Neo Saban and Beyond era feels like really high peaks surrounded by surrounded by a massive valley right it is honestly especially the actual neo saban portion i feel like is the worst era of power Rangers. this is the weakest era overall it is object yeah i I feel like it is it is it is subjectively the or objectively i can't the words i i I forget which gets stuck in your throat I forget, but anyway, I feel like this this series is is probably the it, it is the weakest of of the three eras of Power Rangers that we have. Now, the benefits the benefit that this particular era, especially especially the Neo Saban era, was so short, and the transition from Saban the away from Saban again and into and in and on into Hasbro was a little bit smooth. Well, actually it was a lot smoother than it was from the original Saban era and into wild force or even from, uh, RPM into, um, samurai. Well, like that's the, the because trans- they had the filler season, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the, the transition was a little bit smoother here but yeah, I mean the way the way Neo Saban, the way the Neo Saban era started, 
was pretty damn weak with Samurai. Yeah, Neo Saban started off with a with a very loud whimper and finished on a quieter whimper. <laughs> mm. Well, no, 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 no. Well, Neo no. Saban, I, not the not the Hasbro part. No, I would no, I would even argue that it didn't even that the Neo Saban era, as we know, the Neo well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, so, okay, so I, I'm thinking of something, I'm thinking of something totally different. I'm sorry, right. I'm, I'm, that's fine, I, I'm, blo- okay. I'm blocking Ninja Steel out of my mind for as, some odd reason. As most people do, unless you're Simon yes, Bennett, I, apparently. Honestly, I forget, I forgot Ninja Steel even existed. I thought we were going straight from Dino Charge into, into Beast Morphers. I almost wish we point. could. <laughs> I almost so, wish we could, but we we're calling it Neo Saban and beyond because we're still in the Hasbro era and the Hasbro era mm-hmm. only has two things to its credit right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why we're lumping them all together. I know that might seem a little unfair, but it would be really silly just debating whether Beast Morphers and Dino Fury is better when the Hasbro era is still going. So mm-hmm. <laughs> spoiler warning hasbro the hasbro era is currently winning <laughs> i think <laughs> yes it is. Uh, in the post disney yeah, world <laughs> it is a, it is although pun on my part although the although the although the neo saban there were some bright spots in the neo saban era which um, we'll get to which we'll get to. I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much. But I think if you've listened, if you've if you've listened to this show enough, I think you might probably already know how our rankings are going to line up. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to surprise you just a little bit. And speaking of bright spots, you have some Twitter feedback you want to share. <laughs> yes, normally, normally we would. This is the part of the show where we would read off listener feedback via iTunes or not iTunes. That makes me sound old. Apple podcast, via Apple, a via Apple podcasts or, uh, or an email or some, or something from our power Rangers legacy Facebook group. Um, but today I'm going to read off a Twitter exchange that we got from, uh, early, I, think <laughs> I, I did from, while you weren't looking <laughs> from, I, I believe this is from earlier today, if I'm not mistaken, while I was out, uh, while I was out, uh, busy, uh, out, while I was out and about minding my own business. Um, <laughs> were you taking care of business? <laughs> it is from. It is from a listener whose username is Volpo, and that's V U L P O, Volpo Ocalypse. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I have to credit this person for being clever, or at least trying to be clever. Um, thank you for listening. I'm not trying to make fun of your name. I just think the name is a little odd. Um, may not get to this for a while. Yeah, they, they may not get to it either. They may not get to it for a little while, but anyway, the tweet, the tweet reads like the tweet. What don't it? The tweet. I said tweet, <laughs> sir. I said tweet. If I said twit, I'm sorry, but I said tweet. Um, the, tw- see, you're going to, you done screwed me up. The tweet read reads like this. Listening to the power trip has been a trip down memory lane. 
Uh, thanks for making a solid podcast and doing some justice without wearing rose colored glasses either. So that's where the Twitter exchange ends. Uh, and we're not going any further than <laughs> I that. know it doesn't, but <laughs> so, all right, fine, 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 fine. Yeah, we don't need to share the rest. It's fine. Fine, <laughs> fine. No, fine, 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 fine. So the Twitter, the, the Twitter exchange goes on like this. You obviously reply because I'm busy being an adult. Um, uh, well, unless you're Michael, ha ha ha, Nathan. And then, then, uh, Volpro replies, uh, ironic coming, coming from, uh, coming from just finishing in space. Who's a little bias? Who's a little bias on that one? He, uh, they ask. Um, and then you, uh, of course, reply. That's uh, that's objectively good, unlike Turbo. But yes, blue wigs and black leather for the win, <laughs> Nathan. And then this, and then the, then Volpo replies again. Nah, you're totally right. It's been like a flood. It's been like a flood of memories since I haven't seen any of these since it aired. Definitely the best season. Uh, take care, friend. And then you replied with you too. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was a really nice exchange. I appreciate I appreciate this person, Volpro, for interacting with us and just kind of tweeting at us out of the blue. So if you mm-hmm. want to be cool like this person and uh, tweet at us your opinions of the show or your opinions of um, uh, of anything that we've discussed on the podcast, we will be more than happy to have fun with you and and read that on a future episode. So thank you again for Volpro for that. Um, and if I, if you're offended by the fact that I, that I made fun of your name a little bit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, so Neil Saban and beyond, we got seven things to talk about and seven things to rank from this particular era. We have six television shows, all of which were two seasons mm-hmm. <laughs> a piece when some of them shouldn't have been because they were not super. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's that's we forgot. I forgot to mention. And also this one movie, top. just so you know. Six, right, six I, I forgot. In a movie. I forgot to mention this. This is the this is when this is when we get the super seasons. So yeah, this is when we get the super. This is the era in which we get the super seasons. Mm-hmm. So there's a season so one, called. and then there's a super season. Yeah. So called. I mean, it's I guess you know. Credit where credit is due. They really know how to hype themselves up. That's for sure. Uh, they try. So, but anyway, Nathan. so bottom of the list, number seven, starting, worst of the era. <laughs> starting with number seven. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You know what? I'll, uh, you can go first. Okay. So my number seven is a resounding and I stand by every little bit of this Power Rangers Samurai and Power Rangers Super Samurai. I disagree slightly with that one. (laughs) I think that Power Rangers Samurai is incredibly dry. I hate its Rangers. I hate the fact that we have to deal with. How dare you blaspheme the name of our Lord and Savior, Jaden Christ? Well, I'm about (laughs) to say that I'm I'm about to say that Jaden Christ can go can go to hell is for all I care. Um, (laughs) Jaden Christ can go himself, right? (laughs) Jaden Christ can go royally himself for all I care. Um. I, I, I do not like this team. 
I do not like this team. And really the only thing that redeems this, ep the, that even redeems that episode at all for when we talked about it was we had our friends from Zeo to Hero on. <laughs> Who were losing their freaking minds. Who were losing their freaking mind. <laughs> they were losing their, were freaking, losing minds. their freaking mind. I will... I will offer some small defenses of Samurai when we get to Samurai on my list. All right, fine. So, but the opposite is going to be true for you with my number seven. Mm. My number seven is Mother Ing Megaforce. I hate that season See, so much. You, you had you to have, reel me in with Megaforce. You have been, you have been waiting. You have been waiting this entire era to sh all over Megaforce. <laughs> you know what? Just screw it. Just go, if you want to shit all over Megaforce, go ahead and shit all over Megaforce. <laughs> Getting those dragon daggers out, aren't you? Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm not going to hit Rant Master for it because I've already done that. You allowed me to. I hope you're happy. But Megaforce. What? I was sparing the listeners with attitude, is what I was doing. <laughs> I think they like. Rant Master and Rito for that matter. So you might want to let up a little bit, make them happy. Well, I feel like I have more of a beat on what the audience actually likes. But anyway, go ahead. Sure, sure. Anyway, <sighs> Megaforce has incredibly boring characters, aside from our Blue Ranger, who is the only legitimately good character in that. We saw vastly superior versions of what they were trying to do with robo knight freaking red bot is better than robo knight i'm sorry robo knight rapping is not working because rap just does not work in power rangers and the the villains were pretty lame they weren't very memorable <sighs> the freaking yellow ranger is just there to be pretty they do basically nothing with her and then the second season, while it starts off decent, I, you know, the, the the second season appears not bad, but then they really le lean into the, what do they even call it? Legendary mode? Is that what it was? I think it was legendary it's legend mode. Yeah, it's legendary they, mode. They, yeah. they leaned into that way too much, and it was nothing but empty nostalgia. And, mm -hmm. and I, I already railed against that about why I thought that was stupid. Legendary battle could have been good but it had all the problems that megaforce had the nostalgia rangers couldn't save it and even when they brought the nostalgia rangers in as far as i care they insulted them by just making them the mop-up crew because this show has the opposite problem of operation overdrive which is that it likes its rangers way too much even though they are led by a big red block of wood <laughs> among other things they should have made the blue ranger put the blue ranger in charge it was the only good character they had <sighs> yeah so okay. that's basically my tirade in a nutshell i could say more but we got more stuff to talk about right so moving into number six and since we're since we're continuing with the trend of megaforce my number six is megaforce and super megaforce because I, I, you know you know, I'm I'm willing to overlook the suit porn. I I'm legitimately willing the to overlook the suit. Is the porn. only reason you're propping it up slightly. So what does this offer you other than the suit porn? 
infinitely more likable characters than samurai. That's what it offers. They, they have one good character, one girl who's there just to be pretty. Okay. And, no, and no, a block of no, wood as their leader. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're wrong. Like these, these Rangers are infinitely more likable than, than the samurai Rangers. I got sick and tired of seeing Jaden freaking Christ. Every single freaking episode be Jaden freaking Christ. Everyone worshiped at his feet because he's some savior. Like I got tired of that crap. Like for Megaforce, yeah, it was a return to form. It was it was it was Power Rangers by the it was Power Rangers paint by numbers. Yeah, I understand that. It was it was suit porn. All the all the like all the little nostalgia bits didn't quite work because we talked about this in the episode that Toei and Super Sentai does not prop up some of these seasons as highly as as we do in America. So specifically the Zhu Ranger suits, which is the Mighty Morphin suits, like they don't prop those up. They're just there as just another team that was used. But come on, man. Like you have to agree that you you have to concede a little bit that the that the Megaforce Rangers were infinitely had infinitely more personality than the Samurai Rangers. Because of one character, who's <laughs> the only good one they had. Because their leader's a block of wood. He's literally a redwood. <laughs> that is, that is what he is. And, is, and then one girl was just things. there to be pretty. At there, least the pink is, ranger actually had some story. Was a great story, but she had you're talking story. about the Disney princess. You talking about the Disney princess? Yes, the Disney princess. At least she got to do things. She. <laughs> I can't even remember the character's name. Uh, I remember the actress's name now, but Sarah Hansen. She literally does nothing. She gets no focus episodes. You know whatsoever. what? Screw it. I'm 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 gonna give I'm gonna give Megaforce the edge because of the freaking Zord. The the Zord uh, adjusts its cap. It adjusts its pirate cap. <laughs> okay, at least it, that. Oh, admittedly, that was amusing, but it was amusing to watch. I I just I just like the design. But they, but of these they suits. also were trying to adapt two Sentai's. That was that was just made right. it awkward. Angel themed, and it made it weird. Come on, Gosei, really? And pirate themed, really? I will, I will really? concede. Gosei is I the worst concede. mentor in the franchise. I will Come concede. On. I hang on. I will concede that that Gosei is one of the worst, if not the worst, mentor of the franchise. I think that probably. Pro I would say that I would say that probably the only other mentor in the franchise that I'm recalling at this moment that gives Gosei a very strong run for his money is um uh Demetria. Demetria was awful. Awful, awful, awful. Only because she was needlessly obtuse. Although the guy from the guy from Samurai wasn't great either. He was pretty terrible. No, Pastor G or whatever the hell his name the mentor is. G Pastor mentor G. G. Mentor G. Mentor G. Whatever. Uh, he mentor might have been G. a pastor for all we know because, you know, he's either that or he's like the first pope of the Church of Jaden or something. I Maybe, but still, yeah. Like, yes. Like, I, I just admitted that that Megaforce and Super Megaforce were Power Rangers paint by numbers. I'm willing to concede that, but at least it was, at least I was able to have infinitely more fun with Megaforce than I was ever Samurai. Samurai, I cried when I had to sit down to watch Samurai <laughs> because I was so <laughs> bored to tears every time no, I so watched Samurai. 
<laughs> like my god like my god i wish that we did if we didn't have this show if we didn't have this show to record i probably would have gotten three episodes at the most in the samurai and just said it i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> man you're gonna have fun editing this episode i'm just saying <laughs> spicy <laughs> I uh, hate samurai. I hate yeah. samurai. Okay. And because me, I and, then, and because no 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 let me finish. Let me finish. And because I and because I viscerally and because I infinitely despise samurai more, that's why Megaforce gets a gets a pass for me. Okay. Well then I've already telegraphed this. My number six is samurai. Let me offer a couple of small, uh, let me offer a couple right. of small defenses, only small ones, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. small ones. Mm-hmm. And I will preface this by saying Samurai, even though I am letting it be one notch higher than Megaforce, Samurai still holds the dishonor of having the two worst episodes of anything in this franchise. That pilot was one of the wor- is is worse than anything else I've seen in this franchise. It was That's, so it, bad. It, it, is, it was so bad the they didn't movie. even show it. it it's worse than it the Turbo so movie. It was so bad they didn't yeah. even show it, Nathan. Yeah, they I didn't know. even it, show it. it the was only the, way you can watch that two, that first two episodes is on the fucking DVD. And on YouTube, but <laughs> and on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, and on YouTube. So yes, the uh, two the absolute worst pieces of the franchise ever. All right, I conceded worst of the Turbo movie, and I don't like the Turbo movie. But oh, I know. Yeah. So all that to say, yes, it starts off absolutely awful. However. By the time we get to the end of the show, and well, actually, relatively quickly after that, it at least it it starts to get better. Not a whole lot better, but it gets better. That and I think there were points where it might have been able to claw its way for a, at least a hot minute at points into average territory. Didn't necessarily stay there for very long, but it managed to get there. And then when you compare the first two episodes of Samurai to the last couple episodes of Samurai, there's marked improvement. It's still making a lot of mistakes, but there's marked improvement given how it started. So I give it some credit for that. Also, I will make the argument that the that Samurai at least has two interesting villains, unlike Megaforce, where all of them are incompetent or weird when they could have been cool. Looking at you, Emperor Mavro. I'm so powerful, I will beat you while sitting down. And then he does that for 10 seconds and then gets up. Come on, you could have been I off, will. But... I will concede that Decker and Dayu are really solid characters within a really shitty season. Yeah, they're... Their story is actually interesting. They have a wonderfully tragic backstory. They're infinitely better than the drunk idiot they're working for, Mr. Xander, who does lots of nothing. Xandred. <laughs> Xandred. Yeah, Xandred, who does a lot. I see. I, 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 he's so forgettable, I couldn't even get his name right. Who, who does lots of nothing. Villain, yeah. yeah, who does mm, lots of nothing. And not in the way like a Lord Zed or a Rita would do nothing because but because they're still being proactive they're the ones who are like here's my plan here's the monster go do my bidding they're still getting involved they're still proactive in some case in some way shape or form this guy is literally sitting on his butt and just hoping that his minions figure something out until the last couple of episodes but we're supposed to believe he is this incredible threat 
I'm not buying it. So, but because they had an interesting backstory and you know, like I said, this tragic love story, I was sympathizing with them. There are some, there are some scenes toward the end of Samurai where I felt like they really handled that story very well, but what made it frustrating is I wish that the entire show could have been like that. If the whole show had been that good, we wouldn't be trashing Samurai right now. <laughs> but so I will prop it up for those two reasons. Otherwise, I totally agree with you. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. But you can but can you at least concede that can you at least concede that Megaforce and Samurai are pretty damn terrible? Oh, they're both terrible. They are both okay. terrible. All right, fine. All right, <laughs> we fine. can agree. We can definitely agree on that. And speaking of terrible. <laughs> and speaking of terrible, we're going to, I have a mat. I imagine we're going to, we're going to land to, we're going to land here together. We're going to have the same one. So is it safe to say that both of our number five is Power Rangers, Ninja Steel and Super yep. Ninja Steel? Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. For here. reasons that we, for reasons that we won't go into here, because if you go back and listen to that episode, we we are still the reigning, defending tag team champions, champions. of the world. <laughs> uh, that was very very cathartic and kind of therapeutic. Oh, it was. We've actually but, gotten mess. We've actually gotten messages uh, since then uh, telling us how cathartic that whole sequence and that whole like rant. Cause that was indeed a rant. That oh, was a, that, that was, was one of the rare moments where rant master and blue streak ranger were joining forces, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause we both hated those two idiots so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, we much, did. but cause the, this is, we said it in that episode, the entire season is brought down by them. This oh, yeah. was on its own with, if you took, if you did like a super cut, a fan edit where you just remove those two idiots, you would have a, an average mid tier power ranger season. That is mostly harmless, mm-hmm. but with those two idiots, they drag it right down into the mud and just like rub its face in, in said mud. And it just, it ruins mm-hmm. everything. I can't believe how badly two characters out of an entire cast can ruin everything. Mm. And it was all because of Nickelodeon mandates and just all kinds of stupidity. And it's just, if you want to know how bulk and skull can go horribly wrong, you watch those guys. Otherwise, like I said, everything else was perfectly serviceable. There were a few good episodes. The characters were halfway decent admittedly red bot was incredibly endearing red bot was great mick was great mick was great yeah the anniversary uh, episode has now been elevated due for, to unfortunate circumstances and even yeah. i even i who said on the record i would never return to ninja steel return to it for dimensions in danger because it is now the last performance of Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver. I yeah. can't believe the show is now being elevated. At least that one episode is yeah. being elevated due to tragic circumstances. Mm-hmm. But there you go. There you go. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame. Cause I agree that outside of Victor and Monty, 
Ninja Steel is a perfectly serviceable season of Power Rangers. There's nothing really all that special there outside of Mick and a few of the other characters. Like there's really not a ton of like things that make it like really special. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. It does. It does get elevated more considering it is now the final, the final on-screen performance, uh, of, uh, well, I, I, well, out barring of course, legends of the white dragon, the final performance within power Rangers, right. For, uh, for, uh, Jason David Frank, who tragically passed away just a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so that it Ninja Steel will 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 automatically be a little bit more elevated for those reasons. But objectively speaking, it's not a great season. It's mid tier at best. It was at least epic. I would say it was not epic. Um, it wanted to think it was epic, but it was not indeed. It was indeed not epic. Um, I probably will not. I I personally will probably never revisit Ninja Steel outside of just want, wanting to go back and rewatch Dimensions in Danger. Right. Right. It's just So yeah, it it's slightly higher than where it, it doesn't move up in the list, but it's slightly higher right. for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Right. Right. Which so, is too which is too bad because we talked we talked about this in the Ninja Steel episode, which was before the news broke. And even and we still said it's like Dimensions of Danger is okay. It's just mm-hmm. okay. We wished it was longer. You know, we had all of these things where the, the, it's far from it is really far from perfect. But then again, no Ranger anniversary episode has been anywhere close to what it could have been. Right. So I, just, I don't want to I, d- I don't want to automatically just go back and retract every negative thing I every negative thing I said about Ninja Steel simply because uh, Jason David Frank has passed away um, because that I feel like that is still intellectually dishonest. But I am willing to be a little bit nicer now to Dimensions in Danger for those reasons. Right. Right. So okay, and then we. This is the point in the list, and I think this happens every time we do one of these. Well, except maybe the Disney era. Well, no, even the Disney era, I think, had a little bit of this, too. But we have a substantial jump in quality going forward now with the rest of the list. We got all the crap out of the way, and now we're getting to the stuff that is decent to great. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, and and I have a feeling you and I might have some disagreements here even. Like, well, in let's find out four. what is your number let's, four. I think, I think we're going to have some disagreements. So, so for my number four, I'm going to go with power Rangers dino fury as my number four. We don't disagree. My number four really? is also dino fury. Really? Uh-huh. I'm actually a little bit, su- I'm, I'm legitimately surprised that your number four is power Rangers dino fury. I'm a little surprised and, your number four is Dino Fury. I would have figured you I, would have propped Dino Fury up for the nostalgia bits that were in it, which were effectively used, I will say, but which is kind of the unfortunate thing. Some of the best episodes of Dino Fury are not about itself. They're about the nostalgia bits, but I know. See, and I, and I had a real, when I was thinking about this ranking, I had a really hard time because the, the nostalgic part of me 
wanted to rank Dino Fury higher simply because of the reintroduction of Lord Zed. And you know how much I love Lord Zed. I love the meat uh-huh. bag, okay? Um, and I liked how some of the nostalgia bits, I liked how some of the nostalgia bits um, were were played out in Dino mm-hmm. Fury. I like how it, I like how it, um, I, I like how it wrapped up a lot of lore specifically with the Morphin masters. I liked the, I liked the, I liked a lot of the cinematography. I liked a lot of the digital effects. Um, but the thing that I had, the thing that I had problem, and let me just say this, the finale for Dino Fury is phenomenal and we really and it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful finale and we really Mm -hmm. enjoyed void knight Mm -hmm. and void queen and those characters void knight is my favorite character i'm 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 holding to that he's my favorite character but here but here is where i'm having a problem i feel like that i feel like that power rangers dino fury is all sizzle but no steak hmm at least until the last quarter. The last quarter has got the, the last at, quarter's at, got some stake. At least at least until the last at least until the last quarter. It does well, you're right. And, la- and the void night bits. The last quarter does have some stake. And 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 I, I don't think it's a one to one comparison. Of course, this is just my own this is just one man's opinion. So you can take you can take it with a grain of salt if you want to. Um but I feel like that Power Rangers Dino Fury has the same problem as what Turbo did, where Turbo started out pretty bad, but got gradually better. You would argue that better than what it deserved to be, but it still got better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Dino Fury has a similar problem. Dino Fury was consistently mid-tier up until that, last quarter of episodes yeah with the, the ex- with some exceptions like void knight and mm-hmm. you know and and some of the villains i mean we, we we talked about how everyone should be more like mucus i mean mucus is just adorable and no if you, to, if you I, and i grew to, to our... like slither Wreckmate was fun even though he was kind of leaning into the cliches a little bit but if you listened to our if you listened to our dino fury episode which i hope you have by now um, if you listen to that episode, we were actually really positive to a lot of things to wor- in Dino Fury. Right. Uh, we were, we were positive towards the Rangers, the villains, the special effects, and some of the story arcs. And when we had, and our, our thematic discussion that was a, was a good one, uh, with reconciliation. Um, but again, I, I, there's just something that, that just does, that just, it's not, it's not something that's set, that's setting wrong with me because I don't think there's anything inherently wrong in Dino Fury. It just feels a lot of it feels a little, it feels a lot. Yeah. A lot of it feels safe. Yeah. A lot of it feels safe outside of some of the positive messaging surrounding Izzy and Fern and, and the whole Garcia family. There's not a ton that there's not a ton in Dino Fury that that impressed me all that much. Right. It's fairly average in a lot of ways The you know, and we talked about that, you know, I, I was a little underwhelmed by some of the characters, some of the performances and Zato. Uh, the, I kept coming back for void night. I'm just going to be honest with you. I kept coming back right. for void night. 
<laughs> right. Ultimately. Zato, Zato, Z- although Zato is a good Red Ranger, he's not my, he's not, he's not top of the list for me as far as Red Rangers go. Right. But, and, but then, like I said, the last quarter of episodes, we were very invested, we, you know, partly because of Zed and partly because of some of just the, just the absolute crazy shenanigans that they're getting into. Hello, action figure Ollie and Izzy Rex. <laughs> But, <laughs> but then you, hello, but no then time you, for glitter and scrozzle. There's no, there's no time for glitter. Anyway, uh, yes. you know, there's some good lines and such in there. I was writing out a mm-hmm. lot of lines from people, you know, in that show. But you know, but then I felt like the plot twist toward the in the last couple of episodes were not necessarily bad in and of themselves, but I felt like they were, they weren't implemented as well as they should have been. And mm-hmm. I do feel like, and I don't know if it's, it's probably a combination of it being the new hotness right now in yeah. Ranger nation. But I do feel yeah. like the show is a bit overhyped. Like, come on guys. Some to of these a, people are a- acting like this is, you know, time force or in space or something. I'm to, like, it's not, it's not quite that guys. To to it well to a point I want to I want to play devil's advocate here I want to play devil's advocate here and validate some of the some of the things that that they are that they are feeling that are the like why they would feel that Dino Fury is the best so that they've seen so far honestly like Dino Fury is a beautiful show it is it is a it is a beautiful beautiful show the characters are are likable they're not perfect they're not like they're not fantastic they're really not even all that deep uh outside of just maybe a few of them and void um knight. well void knight izzy um izzy and then the conflict between zato and ion the characters are good they're not overly complex um the lore building just, in dino fury is nice too the lore building in dino fury is nice um like them building off of the them building off of some past lore i don't know how i feel about the the morphin masters just being an instant retcon for every death that's ever happened in power rangers i don't know how i feel about that um, it feels, I think we talked about in the Dino Fury episode, how that kind of feels a little cheap, but at the same time, it at least gives closure to a lot of questions that probably fans had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real. I was really struggling with putting Dino Fury at number four. It, it almost, I it almost made a little it to bit top my, I struggled a little bit myself because I'm like, can I put, can I reasonably put this in top three? Mm-hmm. And Honestly, the more I thought about it, I'm like, there's not enough here to make me quite put it there. Right. Even though there were points I kind of wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got to be honest. Got to be honest here. And yeah. for, some I mean, that's... That, for some people, what and we just some... said might be a hot take, but you know what? If you want to love Dino yeah. Fury, you go ahead and love Dino Fury. And that's, you know, and that's totally fine. If you love Dino Fury, then by all means, love Dino Fury. I would never, ever tell you that you're wrong for loving Dino Fury. But I have to question, um, you know, is it because, is it, is it because it's new? Is it because it's the, it's the new hotness or is it because it's just that good? I want to believe that it's just that good. It's just for me personally like comparing dino fury to everything that we've watched so far 
I just feel like there are better seasons than Dino right. Fury. Right. And uh, I will say this, Michael, I'm, I'm actually a little proud of you not propping it up more just because Zed is in it. I mean, it's the same thing. I could have propped up Megaforce a little bit more because my girl Corone's in it, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I to be honest with you, I almost did, but I feel like I just couldn't get there. Honestly, ultimately, I just couldn't get there. Right. Right. So anyway, now right, we're getting so. into the top three territory. I am going three. to I'm going to wager that we're going to agree on our number three, which should hopefully make the discussion of one and two interesting because I'm struggling. I might I'm I may end up changing it as we're talking. I'm I'm I struggled with all three of these for various reasons. Um, so you and I are probably going to agree that at least I'm going to assume that we're going to agree. Well, let's find out what's your number three, that the number three spot belongs to power Rangers, dino charge. Yep. We we are in agreement. Power Rangers, dino charge and super dino charge specifically. Um, there is a lot to love about power rangers dino charge and super dino charge now it is a it is a huge cast what what dino fury has going for it is it's it's a little bit of a smaller cast and so they're able to give a lot more focus to certain characters uh or they're supposed to they're 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 able to spread they were able to spread the focus across a lot more characters mm-hmm. whereas with dino charge they kind of hone in on just a handful of characters with just a smattering of focus episodes for some of the other ones so i'm right. i acknowledge it is a huge cast and with a huge cast you know brings some interesting uh uh problems mm-hmm. but here's the thing about here's the thing about dino charge i wasn't sure what i was going to get going into it And I wasn't sure how it was going to work with such a huge cast. And to me, it absolutely did. I Mm -hmm. thought that I thought from start to finish, well, from start to everything, but the last 10 seconds, um, (laughs) was in minutes, but last 10 minutes, whatever. Who's counting at this point? Um, I am. (laughs) everything, everything, everything up through maybe the last 10 minutes was consistently great Mm -hmm. or was consistently really solid Mm -hmm. with some, with some, uh, with some obvious exceptions. I will say that, that heckle and snide are not my favorite villains. Yeah. They're, they're a downgrade, but you know, in in the second season, although, but which is, Frustrating because when Heckle shows up at toward the end of the first season, he seemed genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you do not mess with this guy. They hyped him to the point where, like I said, I thought he was going right. to be like Q from Star Trek or Mr. Mixia Spitalik from DC mm-hmm. Comics. Where it's like, you don't screw with this guy. And one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why I'm I'm really kind of high up on uh, Dino Charge is I, I do. I do kind of weigh the thematic discussion into, into some of these rankings. I've done this. I've done that since our first ranking episode way back earlier this year. Um, so we did have a really good discussion with our friend Alex on, on selflessness, specifically selflessness versus selfishness. Mm -hmm. And it plays into a lot of the, a lot of the different character dynamics within Dino, uh, 
within Dino Charge. Um, and I just and I just really I genuinely enjoyed this cast um, more so than I enjoyed the cast in Dino Fury because you right. are getting literally a wide spectrum of different people, like different walks of life, different personalities, different ethnicities, different, uh, 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 what is it? Time period? Well, different time Time periods. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting such a wide range of different people within dino charge. And honestly, it should not have worked this well, but it did. And that's why yeah. I'm willing. That's one of the reasons why I'm willing to prop up Dino Charge just a little higher than Dino Fury. Right. For me, the reason why I'm ranking Dino Charge higher than Dino Fury, even though there can be arguments, even though arguments can be made as to why Dino Fury is technically better, mm-hmm. for instance, the, you know, the, the voids, finale. the voids. Mm-hmm. Well, the finale is one. The, the voids, yeah. as we say, there are much more dynamic characters in terms of the villains compared to Sledge and his crew, or definitely mm-hmm. Heckle and Snide, ultimately. Although Poissandra is indeed queen, according to our friend Jamie. According to our friend Jamie, we get it. But, you know, so there's arguments to be made. But I think what, but there's the main reasons that I'm ranking Dino Charge higher is one, it's the only, well, not the only, at least in terms of television outings, it's the only good Neo Saban television show. Mm-hmm. The only one. So it, it's an, uh, so it's a mountain, uh, you know, it's the oasis in the desert right there. Mm-hmm. And I think what also helps it is that Dino Charge set out to be a mostly episodic action adventure show. And it succeeds at that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it has some very entertaining characters that you know going along for that some solid performances some night you know, apparently a pretty good sentai that they're basing this off of mm-hmm. you know it, it, the dinosaur motif certainly helps although dino fury has that as well you know we could almost have an argument about you know who had the best well no we did right you know we didn't we talk about who had the best red t-rex zord you know you know but yeah, I think I settled on Rexy because I just, yeah. I just love the, I just love the fact that Rexy has such a, has such has a personality like yeah. it does. Yeah. I, uh, and the, the power source is a, is a nice motif that actually works, you know, toward the thematics. I mean, there's, there's a lot going for it and because arguably Dino Charge is a bit less ambitious compared to Dino Fury. Dino Charge is able to su- to succeed a little bit more consistently, I feel like, than Dino Fury. Uh, more than Dino Fury. Mm-hmm. Because Dino Fury wanted to be more. And right. I admire the ambition, but not right. everything that it does, qui- that it's, you know, it sets out to do quite works, if that makes sense. Right. No, that makes total sense, I think. You know, so, you know... It, so because of that, Dino Charge is able to coast through and be more consistent uh, and be more consistent. Yes, the finale is a big problem. <laughs> that is for sure. But you know, and a couple of the other things. But I think, you know, I think I've articulated why I think it deserves to be a little bit higher. I, I think that Alex, our friend Alex Cornette on that episode, when we were talking about the finale, he did have a valid point where if it w- 
if it was not if it was not for the fact that 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 Dino Charge was such a lighthearted season, I think that the problems we had with the finale would have been more glaring and would have been harder for us to forgive or for me mm-hmm. at least to forgive. I'm willing to forgive some of the time travel shenanigans because because everything else within Dino Charge was so consistently good. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, we've already done an entire episode on right. Dino Charge. Now, now we come to the hard part. We're down to two things. It's the same two things. And I can already hear some of the listeners with attitude potentially getting the pitchforks and torches out because of what (laughs) one of them is. Probably the hottest take we have had on the the most controversial one that we have had on the show because we have listeners, Michael. We have listeners, Michael, who would have ranked one of the things we are about to talk about lower than Megaforce and Samurai. Okay. And and we have and we also have listeners that will rank one of what one of the things we're going to talk about, one of the highest points in not just in the Neo Saban or not just the Neo Saban and Beyond era but also in the franchise period. Potentially. And I will tell you, it was hard for me to pick between these two. I still, I still reserve the right to change my mind before this recording ends. I'm serious. I could be persuaded to, to flip flop. That is that is perfectly that is perfectly fair. So let's go ahead and just rip the bandaid off. Since let's I don't rip the bandaid off. All right. So tell me your number band- two, and then we'll, which will reveal what our number one is, and then we'll talk about both of them. My number two is Saban's Power Rangers 2017. Wow, we actually agreed. <laughs> My number we actually, two. Yeah. My number two is Saban's Power Rangers 2017. Um, yeah, mine is also that, which means we both had Beast Morphers as number one. Yes, yes. So okay. do we want do we want to dissect them? Do we want to go through them individually, or do we want to talk about them in tandem? Well, the first thing I, I feel like we have to talk. We have to reiterate at least some of what we talked about with the 2017 movie because it's sure. the hottest okay. take yeah. of the entire. Right, go run ahead and go podcast. ahead and start. Go ahead and start. Yeah. So first, we have to justify the fact that we're both putting it at number two, almost number one, at least mm. for me. Which I'm pretty sure if I did rank it number one, and if I changed my mind before the end of this discussion and make it number one, oh my gosh, well, we're gonna be. We're going to be living in fear for at least a year. I, I think, think we, we might, I th- people might find us and stone us, but I think, no, I think our listeners are, would willing to, would willing to reconcile and forgive us. Oh, if, go uh, learn from Dino Fury guys. But, learn from Dino Fury. Yeah, guys. Learn from Dino learn Fury. From Dino. But okay. Here's the, here's the thing. And we talked about this and I am actually a little surprised that it didn't scrape up to number one, because I think out of anything that we've talked about, this has been the biggest part of the journey, the biggest 
U-turn I think you've had this entire time. Because True. when we started this podcast, you had every intention of hating this thing, which was a running joke on this podcast all the way up to that episode. Mm -hmm. And you came around. <laughs> and so I would say that for you, this has probably been the, the biggest change for you personally. But mm. my argument for this would be the story in this is actually really good. The problem that you run into with this is people in terms of the story. I won't talk about what I actually think where, where I do think this particular film stumbles, but the problem that this had going into it was expectations. And I mm -hmm. think people wanted a certain thing. You admitted that yourself. You would have at the time you, not the first time you saw it, the second time you saw it, you wanted the 95 movie with a bigger budget. Right. And you didn't get that. But I don't think it should have been that. I think that this might... I don't know if it's the Power Rangers anything that took the most risks, but it's probably in the top three, if not the top two in that mm -hmm. regard. Not all the risks paid off, but what? But the fact that it took risks and it dared to be different, I think rubbed people the wrong way. Now, some people like you, Michael, came around on it later, but at that point, it was too late, and it wasn't. It was too little, too late for it to get a sequel or anything. I stand by my assertion that if this had gotten a sequel, we could we would have retroactively the fam the Ranger Nation would have retroactively liked this more. But I do think because that it would have probably it probably would have paid off a lot of the things it probably would have paid off a lot of the things that we as fans were asking for. Right now. So I will say that while I think what holds this back is part of what holds this back is the aesthetics. But even though it it we can debate whether or not it got the aesthetics of power Rangers, right? I think it got the heart and soul of power Rangers. Right. And I know some people vehemently hate some of the takes on the characters in this. And mm. I, even I will admit some of the things they did with this, you know, that was part of the risk of what they were doing. And sometimes it can be a little hard to swallow. I, you know, I understand why, well, I should say, I understand why it would be hard for, for some people to swallow, Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's, it understands the heart of everything. This is supposed to be, right. you know, five teenagers with attitude who are far from perfect, who are coming together. If you want to complain about it being like the Breakfast Club, I hate to tell you this, but Power Rangers has been copying things that were popular for a really long time. You could right. even still say that about Zhu Ranger and Mighty Morphin because Jurassic Park was a thing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just dinosaurs in general, really, even right before Jurassic yeah. Park, but because it was technically a little ju before Jurassic Park. You know, in space is a lot like Star Trek. Uh, Lost Galaxy is a lot like Star Trek. You know, there's a lot of things you can point to. Okay, so that I mean that Mystic argument Force doesn't really and Harry huh? Potter, ha Mystic, uh, Mystic Force, Force and Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, so it doesn't that doesn't really hold water for me. Right. You know, and I honestly, I would say, yeah, if you want to do something like that, the Breakfast Club is a great model to you know to go off of. But mm -hmm. so I think it really got the heart of everything right. And it was saying like, you know what? Let's do Power Rangers, but make it 
but make it a bit more grounded. Let's not make them perfect, uh, perfect teenagers. Let's make them like real people and right. you know, it's just, with real and, problems, and the, real, real, real problems, like yeah. real problems who, who I will say who have made very real mistakes. Right. And the progress for me watching it again, the progression of the story. Yeah. Okay. We don't, we don't get a morph until an hour in. They don't become the Power Rangers until an hour and a half in, but then it's balls to the wall crazy after that. Right. You know, you know, it, the pacing didn't bother me. It all felt very earned. And like I said, mm-hmm. if this got a sequel, we would have had, you know, they morph, you know, like, like they have a morphed fight right at the beginning, or they would have morphed 20 minutes in or whatever. It all we would have looked back on this first one and been like, you know what? That is a great start to uh, you know a tr- to a three movie journey or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And that's why I feel like this movie suffers is because it's in isolation. It ends up getting held back. But I'm mm-hmm. looking at it and like I get it. You know, it it might sound like I'm trying to prop it up for unrealized potential, but. It just I can't hate this movie because I went back and I'm like, because I I was indifferent the first time I saw it and then I ended up really liking it and then we were able to dispel the idea that this was made by people who didn't like Power Rangers. We watched that documentary that was longer than the movie and we found that the everybody who worked on this, most of them anyway, loved Power Rangers and wanted this to be successful. They wanted to make something that Ranger fans were going to love and all of that sort of stuff. And I, my heart breaks for them because especially the cast, because the cast is so good and it just, my heart breaks that they never, that the gift they were offering to Ranger nation was rejected. So outrightly mm. it, it hurts. It really hurts, man. I think that I don't want to repeat. I don't want to just rehash everything you just said, uh, because I think you did put it. I think you just you 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 articulated exactly what I was going to say. Um, I will piggyback off. I will piggyback off of one thing and just and just kind of put it more succinctly where you were talking about the heart behind the movie. I think that. And I'm I'm pretty sure that I said this on the podcast. If I didn't, I'll just go ahead and say it here. I think the 2017 movie, um, it it may not get a lot of the appearances right. Like you said, it may not get the appearance of the thing all correct, but it definitely gets the essence of the thing correct. Right. Because and I think, and honestly, core, that's far more important to me. Because at its core, at its core. Uh, Power Rangers has always been about uh, a group of diverse teenagers coming together to overcome insurmount what seemed to be insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. And that thematic discussion that we got to have with our friend Jack from the Drift Space was one of the most was one of my favorite thematic discussions that we've had on this podcast because right. we talked about love and we talked about the as corny and as cliche as it sounds the that power we talked about love. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about the power of love and we talked about, we talked about what it would look like when five ordinary teenagers 
come together to do something extraordinary because they realized that they had to put aside all the pettiness, all the high school drama, all the all the all the that they did as individuals. They had to put all of that aside and come together as one team, as one beating heart to save the world. And that is that's really what the essence of Power Rangers has always been, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the essence of that's what the essence of this entire journey that we've seen for the past uh almost 1000 episodes of of this of this what has been written off as this silly little kid show that was based off of a show from Japan. That is what that is what the essence of this franchise has been since its inception was a bunch of ordinary teenagers, sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're not friends, coming together for an extraordinary cause. And and I cannot fault the I cannot fault the 2017 movie for that. The reason why it's number 2 for me is because of sort of the spiritual journey that I had to go on, the the, the what a um um the spirit uh the the spiritual quest. Um, I'm trying pilgrimage, maybe pilgrimage. pilgrimage is the yeah. Right. Pilgrimage. I think Pil- is what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, pilgrimage. I had to go on like a, I had to go on a pilgrimage to, to finally get around to where I'm at with it. Um, and I had to reconcile some of my pettiness towards, towards the 2017 movie. I was indifferent. I'll just kind of repeat it. Just to just reiterate slightly here. I was indifferent towards it when I, I didn't watch it in theaters. I was part of the problem. I'll admit it. Um, I didn't watch it in theaters. I rented it on, 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 on Red Blu-ray Box. on Redbox. I rented it on Redbox. I rented it from Redbox. I watched it. I was indifferent towards it. I watch it later and had a very or visceral reaction. For Kaiju Weekly. Yeah, wait, so very, it's on the record. Your visceral hatred is on yes, the record. It is. If you go, I don't know what episode number it is. I'm sure you can look at it. Go listen to Kaiju Weekly podcast if you want to hear how I felt uh, just last year about the movie. And um, I hated it because I think, I think I, 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 well, I not think, but I know the reason why I hated it because I was in the middle of my own little, I was just starting out on my power trip. Um, just watching this series, watching this franchise by myself, um, you know, trying to distract myself from real life circumstances, but also revisiting, basically revisiting an old friend. It's what it mm-hmm. felt like. Um, and so watching, I don't know how far I was into the Saban era before I decided to rewatch the 2017 movie. I, I couldn't have been that far, honestly. Um, but I watched the 2017 movie and I thought, man, I really wanted this to be the 1995 film just with a bigger budget and better CGI. That is what I wanted that movie to be. So I hated that movie. And I just, and I made, and I was one of those fans who made fun of and had visceral reactions to people who, who loved this. I forgot movie. the 95 I, theme was in it. I was one of those fans who, who just despised this movie, but honestly, I was being extremely petty towards it. Mm -hmm. 
And that's and the and the fact that I was able to come around to it, the fact that I was able to see it for what it really is with eyes unclouded. There's a <laughs> phrase that we've not used in a while. Oh, um, <laughs> um that I was able to see it for what it actually was and to see the hard work that went behind it made me love it as made me love it. It may not be my favorite thing from power rangers i'm i'm willing to admit that it may still never be my favorite thing but it is a thing that i will revisit from time to time because of how watching it made me feel right in context of everything that we've seen so far right now the reason why and we'll get into a We'll get into beast morphers here in a moment but i think for me this is what i'm operating on right now why as much as tempted as I was to, for no other reason than to see how many people I could piss off, I'm making it number one on this list for this era. I think what holds it back right now is I do think its aesthetic choices are dubious at points. The suits are not terrible. They're recognizable as the Zhu Ranger suits, but they are a little weird. They're a little too much on the iron man side possibly they do goldar no favors <laughs> mm. not goldar is fine within the context of this particular story but when you compare him to when you compare him to what came before and heck even goldar maximus yeah i i feel sorry for goldar fans rita's design is a little bit odd the the often flagrantly obvious product placement while there was some story reasons for it is a little weird and awkward at points other than the absolutely hilarious scene of slow-mo Rita eating a donut because she just discovered the joy of donuts. <laughs> that was pretty great. But you know, so there are some things that for me do hold it back. And also it, it was ambitious it took risks, but much like with, you know, when we were comparing Dino Charge and Dino Fury, the ambition and the risk didn't always pay off. I give it credit mm -hmm. for doing it, mm -hmm. but it didn't always pay off. Mm -hmm. And I think that might have contributed to it you know, underperforming, well, not underperforming, just flopping at the box office, never getting a sequel. And since it never got a sequel that could have retroactively elevated it, I can't artificially elevate it for something that never happened. Right. So that's my justification. Right. Okay. <laughs> do you have anything else to add so, to that? I do not. So okay. let's move on and talk about our agreed upon uh, number one for the Neo Saban and beyond era. And that is power Rangers beast morphers. And yeah. I first, and I honestly believe deservedly. So right now, comparatively, I could make the argument that beast morphers doesn't take nearly as many risks as the 2017 movie. But I think that also helps it to succeed a little bit more. I don't even think it takes nearly as many risks as uh, Dino Fury. Dino Fury took a few risks. It did, um, but Dino Fury still felt safer by comparison. I don't know. It, 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 Beast Morphers was more for me was 
maybe what makes what separates Beast Morphers from Dino Fury is that Beast Morphers just felt more compelling for me personally. I like the setup. I th- I like the setup and the characters more. Admittedly, I went into it knowing what the spoilers were going to be, so I, that kept me invested a little I, uh, a little bit, knowing that it I find, was a sequel to. RPM. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was getting ready to say. It feels a little bit serendipitous that we are putting that we are putting uh, Beast Morphers at the top of the list, considering how much we loved RPM. Now, for me, for me, RPM was not my number one. SPD was my number one. RPM was your number one, but it feels still a little bit serendipitous to put right. Beast Morphers at the top of the list, considering how much we really enjoyed RPM. Right. And the other, uh, some other things thinking back on it is they used a really good Sentai. I really do want to watch Go Busters now after watching Beast Morphers. I will be more than happy to watch Go Busters. I'm more, I considering, uh, you know, considering that we learned that Go Busters was a seven year old Sentai by this time, I'm hoping that we get a release from Shout Factory sooner rather than later. Right, right. So, so there's definitely that. I like the aesthetics of the show. I, I love the suits. I've really grown to like these suits. I, I grew to like the suits as well. Spandex. They're, literally, I mean, but, they're different. They're they're so different. They're so right. different. And let me just can I just can I just make an observation? I think you and I've talked about this privately, but I want to make a an on air observation. Have you noticed that? the the show the the series that we tend to rank as number one for us are the ones that break the mold and try to do something totally outside the box. Yep, I was thinking about that, and that which is something that we're gonna have to discuss in the post mortem episode when we do the tier list for the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, talking about what makes something S tier and what makes something A tier because we're saying mm-hmm. both of these tiers are excellent shows, but what makes something S tier. It makes it truly special, you know, and that's something we'll have to discuss. But the other thing that I'm really giving beast morphers credit for is that it spends five episodes being a better mega force. <laughs> oh yeah. With grid connection and this with grid episodes. connection and the episodes that led up to it. Heck even include they even the fact that they basically canonized a an Americanized incarnation of space sheriff Gavin with captain Chaku. <laughs> I mean, it, they were doing a lot of things, right. Or mm-hmm. a lot of the time we loved steel, the character. Uh, I finally got a ranger with name affinity. I mean, you know, th- there was a lot of stuff that was working in its favor. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Sure. Am I going to sit here and tell you it's perfect? No, no. which is you know, the postmortem episode may draw some of that out for sure. You know, when we, uh, when we get to that, because I'm still at the moment, I'm not entirely convinced that it's quite top tier, but there were points where for me it was, but when I look at it as an overall package, I have to reevaluate some things, which is if when you listen to our four and a half hour episode on Beast Morphers, you'll hear some of that. So mm-hmm. all of that to say, I won't take away from the fact that at the moment, as of now, 
this particular era of Power Rangers, for me, it is the best thing that we've gotten. We'll see I what Cosmic Fury and we'll see what Cosmic Fury holds. But I personally, and, and I came up, and I came up with this observation earlier today when I was thinking about this ranking that our thematic discussion for beast morphers was what it is. What does it mean to be human mm-hmm. in a really weird and metatextual way? The thematic discussion for what it means to be human in a weird way kind of sums up a lot of these other thematic discussions that we've talked about, especially recently reconciliation, love, um, selflessness, uh, selflessness, uh, leadership, leaving a, like being wanted, wanting to leave a legacy, family, identity, um, identity or mistaken or a loss of identity, uh, a call to (laughs) finding yourself, a call to adventure, like all of these things make up adaptation experience adaptation thank you with rpm um all of these things make up the human experience and i was just thinking about that i don't know if there's anything there that's worth mining out but uh, i was just thinking about how at least in terms of thematics beast morphers is a good summation of a lot of different themes that we have talked about during this journey Mm mm-hmm yeah, uh, that is a a very astute observation there, and which is one of the things that makes Beast Morphers a little frustrating for me because I wish it had handled its thematics a little bit more consistently, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it knows what it is, and it makes yeah, it does. and it makes good points. There were just there. I just there were just there were just moments where like. Go a little further. Just go a little further. You would have solidified it. Like there would be, you would be untouchable. You would be, there would be no question that for me, you'd be hanging out with the best the franchise has to offer. As it stands, I have to really think about it. (laughs) So, you know, I will reserve final judgment when we get to the postmortem episode and we do the tier list. But that's one of the things that did bug me a little bit with Beast Morphers because I wanted it to just take that one extra little step. And we talked about that. You know, we would have liked the death of Steel to really mean something and really like gut punch that audience at the end, you know, or, you know, with Captain Chaku, bring Mm -hmm. his daughter here and just have her still love him, even if he is a cyborg, you know, little things like that. But on the other hand, they they still brought in Space Sheriff Gavin and canonized him in, in Power Rangers. They had an amazing crossover with Dino Charge. They had an even better crossover where they brought back all the dinosaur teams up to that point. So it's this you know four-way team up. They brought the Megazords back. They had an absolutely insane Chimera Zord as a final boss. I mean, like. It was just, they brought back Austin St. John. It's bonkers, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grid connection, even though I still think the gold standard for crossovers is still Lost Galaxy with Power of Pink and to the 10th power, grid connection is dang close. 
It is. It like, is dang close. And we've talked about how it's how how crossover episodes and even sometimes finales are a little bit hit and miss. Uh, that have been a little bit hit and miss with the Power Rangers franchise. I sincerely believe that this crossover grid connection is probably one of, is is definitely top ten because it's one of the best crossovers that we've seen in this. It franchise. might even be top five, honestly. Mm. It yeah. might be top five. You know, I'm going to give some credit there. Just yeah, because yeah, they just do a lot of things right with it you know that that stretch of episodes is some of the best that we got to see dr k again as a cameo then she came back and had a meaningful contribution to the actual story of what's going on we they brought back they paid off the you know, kind of dangling plot thread with vengex from rpm mm-hmm. i mean as a start to a brand new era of power rangers beast morphers came out swinging it did. In some no, cases, literally, because, you know, there was a boxing ring episode. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. Me. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I and like and like we just and like we just said, I don't want to keep talking in circles uh, because I think we're making a I think we made a, a good case for Beast Morphers during that episode. And we're making a good case for it now. But just the way that Beast Morphers handled some of the nostalgia bits, some of the lore, some of the some of the expansion of lore and some of like the callbacks of the lore within the franchise, I feel like Beast Morphers handled it excellently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Beast Morphers yet, I I hope you do. It's on, it's still mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's one of the only ones that is still on Netflix. Uh, you can skip Ninja Steel. <laughs> it's that's still on Netflix for some odd reason. But, you know, so, yeah, go watch Beast Morphers. You're going to have a good time. So. And you know what, people, while you're at it, go watch the 2017 movie again, please. Really, seriously, go watch it and reevaluate it, please. Mm. Watch the documentary while you're at it on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Go find the freaking Blu-ray for $6 and do yourself a favor and reevaluate it. So that that was our that was our ranking. Uh, so I have to ask, do you agree? Do you disagree? If you want to post your ranking. Uh, please, you can tweet at us at the Power Trip Pod, or if you're a part of our Power Rangers Legacy Facebook group, um, post your rankings there, uh, and we will be happy to read those out or interact with you uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, this is this has been an interesting era of Power Rangers, and our lists actually kind of lined up a lot more than I expected. Actually, I think the only place we disagreed was the placement of Megaforce and Samurai on this one. I think so. Yeah, I think our we were pretty much in agreement. Now, I was a little bit, I was a, I was, I was slightly surprised that the 2017 movie didn't make it to number one for you. Um, the 2017 I really movie was, thought about it. I. St- I still may change my mind. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we've got another post-mortem ranking tier list episode to get through. So we'll expand. uh, We'll also be picking our Ranger dream team. Oh yeah. Based on uh, some fun little rules that we found out, uh, found out about through our listeners. So Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting. So you'll have it. That's so uh, we're just going to do a big wrap up episode. We're gonna do the yeah. dream teams. We're gonna uh, we're gonna put all of the stuff that we've talked about into a tier list and discuss the mm-hmm. tier list. 
we'll probably do a little bit of, you know, like post journey discussion, talk a little bit about where we think the franchise is going. Talk a little bit about season two, because yes, we are doing a season two. We are. We are doing <laughs> Cause the 30th anniversary is next year and there's new stuff coming. Yep. And we're going to be talking about some old stuff too. And we're yep. going to be revisit. We're going to be revisiting some things, and and, and hopefully uh, we'll be talking about something that is very Ranger adjacent, and might be a little bittersweet, <laughs> and um a little bit bittersweet. There will also I don't want to I don't want to hype it too much, but we also could possibly have a very special announcement uh in that episode as well. So please. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, so, uh, Nate, um, thank you, sir, for, uh, being on this journey with me so far. I know we've got a couple more episodes left to do, but just wanted to go ahead and just say thank you for being on this journey so far. This is the last, uh, official, um, a ranking episode for this season of the power trip and man, what a, uh, what an interesting journey it has been so far. What a strange trip it's been. <laughs> what a strange stra- I was trying not to use the cliche, damn it. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but, but what a, but what a strange trip it has been my friend. And thank you for being incredibly patient, even through the bad times. <laughs> Um, looking at you, Operation Overdrive. <laughs> I mean, I, I've discovered things about myself I didn't know because of this podcast. And something, and some things, some of those things you've discovered, I wish I didn't know. So, <laughs> anyway, with that said, what? what that I have a snarky bonehead for a roommate? What? <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. I was gonna, I was gonna make a reference to blue wigs and black leather, but okay. I know that's the weird, that's the obvious one. But yeah. right, that is the obvious one. You're right. And so, with that, listeners with attitude, may you remember not only what it means to be a ranger, but what it means to be human. And may you always harness the power of the Super Mega Dino Ninja Fury Force. And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at the Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.